Hey ladies and gents, welcome back to the Controlled Interest Gamecast. We're talking about video games and everything happening in the industry. Episode 61, two-man podcast. I'm joined by Dom. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Unfortunately, Jordan couldn't be with us today. No, that makes it sound sad, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we were just having some technical issues, so we decided to roll the two-man podcast. Um, yeah, let's just hop right into what we've been playing. Not a, not a busy week for me in terms of games. I played Overwatch due to the anniversary event. They added a bunch of cool new stuff. Also hop back into Injustice. I never finished the story, was watching some Injustice 2 streams, and I uh, felt like going back and playing it, and I'm better at video game, uh, fighting video games than I ever was, so that was comforting since I didn't constantly have to just skip. I never had to skip a fight, because like, Injustice has this thing where I think if you lose enough times, you can just skip the fight, right, um, and watch the story. That never happened to me, thankfully. Uh, yeah, it was a fun time. I enjoyed Injustice. Uh, Injustice 2 is one of those games, like, if I was more into fighters, I would definitely pick it up, but I just can't justify a full-fledged $60 for a fighting game when I'm not a huge fighting game fan, but, man, that game is remarkable from how it looks, anyways. Um, yeah, it's pretty much it for me. Not a busy week. What about you? I- I'm with you on, on Injustice. I didn't even try it, but I- I'm looking at it like, ah, yeah, part- a little part of me yeah. <laughs> wants to try it out, but I know it's not a good... I know I'm not going to be into it, because I just... I don't. I don't even really play fighting games at all, really. So, um, and I love Batman. You know, second favorite IP probably, but the rest of the DC characters, uh, I don't really care about. Um, so that wouldn't be enough to. But yeah, it looks really cool though. But it bums me out. But anyway, what I've actually been playing is Breath of the Wild. Um, I did have probably one of the busiest work weeks I've had in a while, so I didn't get to too much of games at all. Only a couple couple hours of Zelda. Um, now I'm into the final, uh, divine beast, the, the Goron, I don't even know what they call him. The big Goron death mountain divine beast, uh, just got inside there. So that'll be the last one. And then I'll probably maybe grab a couple more shrines, um, before actually going and finally beating the game and finishing, you know, saving Hyrule and the such like you're supposed to do. Um, and then I'm thinking I'm going to set that down until until that dlc you know the single player uh, dlc piece that's later this year supposedly but that's all i've been playing um well and of course more mario kart too so yeah same old constant yeah exactly that's gonna be that's gonna be one that uh, it's gonna come up pretty much every week probably for the next few years so (laughs) jesus yeah it's cool you're finally getting to the end of breath of the wild that's a game that you've said that you're kind of piecemealing out purposely so that way you can just take it in as you want and not have to like rush through it and i didn't i haven't put as much time as most people seem to i I think i'm around 50 hours and probably less than 10 before i beat the game well so if i guess i guess if i get up to 60 yeah most people hit 70 80 i think but there's more to come yeah um I think that's. I mean, we didn't really have a whole lot to talk about this tournament no, as far as games. <laughs> Jordan's usually the guy that has like a laundry list, so we got through that kind of quick, I guess, this week. Um, so I guess we'll hop into the news. The first bit of news kind of coincides with what we heard last week of the Witcher Netflix series. A while back, we heard about the Castlevania series, and we talked about it, and we're like, "Is this a good thing? Will it be good?" We finally got the trailer, and I think it looks awesome. I think it's the easiest way to put it. Um, it definitely gives me. Uh, dark anime vibes which i think is totally fits castlevania right um have you have you seen the trailer done yeah i did watch it i and it looks cool i think it's just it's just not my thing um yeah i'm not into anime really and i've never played a play through a full castlevania game either so there's it does look good though 
um, you know, from a objective quality point of view, like that was the worry that this was going to be some weird, you know, licensed crap that Netflix, maybe not everyone was worried about that, but it would have been easy for them to put through some crap. But my biggest takeaway is there was a short amount of time. I feel like between when the show was announced and now when it's coming out in July, right? Yeah. July. Yeah. So that gives me, uh, when we talked about the Witcher series and I predicted it would come out in like 2019, (laughs) Exactly. I'm starting. I'm, I'm starting to feel like that was a silly prediction. <laughs> well, it's interesting too because I'm not familiar, and there's probably details on this. I'm not familiar with who's actually animating and producing this show. I wonder if Netflix has actually created their own in-house like animation studio, right? And then that'd be mm. crazy if they pump out Castlevania and then they pump out Witcher and like they have this stable of like series they can go back to. Because like, man, if they could do a Dark Souls or like a Bloodborne one in this vein, like I really I appreciate the art style. I like the anime stuff. Also, like anime and cartoons. Though animation is expensive, I think it's a quicker turnaround um, than a live-action thing, right? And there's less moving parts. So uh, I, I'm excited. This gets me excited for Witcher. Uh, mm-hmm. Like you, I'm never, I was never super into Castlevania, but this gets me interested. I'll definitely watch the first episode and check it out. So it intrigued me enough anyways. No. Um, second up, a, a big bit of news. Um, Spider-Man's Tom Holland... Uh, got cast as young Nathan Drake in the Uncharted movie that there's a couple of things here we can talk about obviously you're more closely tied to Uncharted than I am but like I want to talk about like how you feel about it being a prequel uh, how you feel about Tom Holland playing Nathan Drake and if you think this movie will ever come out Um, let me start with the last thing which is no this movie will not ever come out Um, we're going to keep on hearing little things about this and best case Netflix picks this up five years from now, and it's some low-budget crap that never even actually got finished. Um, but I don't think yeah, I don't think this ever comes out. I'm sick of hearing about it, to be to be honest. Um, but that being said, uh, Tom Holland is an absolutely perfect choice. Um, if you played Uncharted three and even four, um, the the young Nathan Drake segments, like that's that's this kid. I mean, granted, I've only seen Civil Spider-Man Civil War, Spider-Man Civil um, Captain America Civil War. <laughs> Um, that's the only bit I've seen of Tom Holland, but um, the the accent, uh, every, you know, he looks younger. So I, everything about this fits. Um, plus, he's probably he's becoming a bigger name now, um, presumably. Well, and it's Sony, right? Him. Sony owns the rights to the Uncharted movie. Uh, Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man, so they're familiar with him. And they're like, well, if this kid's a movie star, might as well try to piece him together and make our own Tom Cruise, right? Um, also, like, Spider-Man is a character that you have to nail with the snarkiness, and I think Nathan Drake is kind of yeah. that way, too. And I think yep. if Tom Holland can nail Peter Parker's snarkiness, he could nail Nathan Drake's. Yeah, um, yeah and it's, it also gives them leeway to, if this movie ever does come out, they're future-proofing themselves, like, well, this kid's young, they can use him for a while, and they can franchise the hell out of it, right? So, yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting. I'm not super tight Uncharted. For me, my opinion is kind of like a lot of other people's. And, like, if any – literally, if any game didn't need a movie, it's the Uncharted games because they're pretty much movies on their own. Like, yeah. they're some of the most yeah. cinematic games. The gameplay is probably the weakest part about Uncharted, though, like, some you know, some people's opinions are it's bad. Some people's opinions are it's good. But overall, if you're looking at the game, the least important part, the part you can cut out of any Uncharted game is the gameplay. And if you just go through all the cinematic stuff, they're still great, right? Stand on their own. So it's, like, weird that – they're talking about this. Like, you know, it's very strange to me. It's very odd. But yeah. I, I'm with you. I don't think this movie ever gets made. I don't think we ever see it. <laughs> so I think this been, thing's been in development how for as long as the quote-unquote Halo movie has. 
or that Sweet. TV show Steven Spielberg was supposed to produce of Halo that never came to fruition. I don't know if you remember that. Remember when they announced that? Steven Spielberg was working on a Halo TV show, and then it disappeared. Um, yeah. That... Yeah. Speaking of things disappearing, though, the last bit of news, probably the biggest bit of news uh, that everyone's been talking about is Rockstar delayed Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, it's now delayed to spring 2018. The cool thing, I think, about this announcement is not only do we have more time to play other games this fall, and, uh, you know, my wallet is kind of, you know, sighing in relief of this game not coming out this fall, they actually released a bunch of new screenshots. So we actually saw a lot more of Red Dead Redemption 2 than I think anybody anticipated. Um, uh, did you see the screenshots at all, Dom? Uh, yeah, I looked at two of them. I think there's, you know, the cowboy-looking guy, um, kind of silhouette I don't know. I didn't pay too much attention to the screenshots, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I looked at them really quickly because obviously this game's going to look beautiful, but I wanted to see, like, nit, nitpicks and little pieces of things that we can expect. And the interesting thing is in one of the screenshots, the city the, the character, it seems like, is sitting in looks like the city from Red Dead Redemption, uh, uh, what is it, Armadillo City? Or I can't remember the main little... You know, the first city you get to in Red Dead. Didn't uh, play I can't it, remember. so... Oh, you didn't play the first Red Dead. Wow. No. <laughs> um, yeah, so it looks like it looks like the location. The game looks beautiful, which we're not surprised by. Ah, uh, this this game's gonna take up so much of people's time. Um, I think this is fine though that it get delayed. I, we talk about this all the time, right? Like, it sucks that we're not gonna be able to play this sooner, but wouldn't we rather have a game that's better off for it? You know? Yeah, like, absolutely. Plus, if there's any time, like, I think a game getting delayed in the spring hurts more than a game getting delayed in the fall because. There's already so many games in the fall. Minus this year. This year's an exception of there being so many games in the spring. But usually, there's so many games in the fall that if a game gets delayed, it's fine, right? A lot of gamers are okay with that. So it's I, I'm cool with that. I think you're fine with it. I'm pretty sure Jordan is too. It's like, cool. Red Dead Redemption, we already didn't have a release date. And a lot of people already anticipated this happening. The one that would break my heart, though, is Super Mario Odyssey getting delayed. Uh. Just because that's the sole reason I want to buy a Switch. So if I end up picking up a Switch in early September and then we'll, we'll know by then, obviously. We'll, we'll know, probably know by E3 by next week whether or not when it's coming out or Man, whatever. I really hope it doesn't get delayed, though. I, I keep telling myself it won't, but, like, the deepest part of my mind is, like, laughing at me, like, Haha, it's going to get delayed. You fuck oh, yeah, like, it. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, it will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in the earnings call when they talked about Red Dead Redemption 2 getting delayed, they also talked about... Uh, a familiar, a big familiar 2K franchise having another release in that same year, which is weird. Like, so some of the some of the ideas are Borderlands and Bioshock. And what I want to talk to you about real quick is like, out of those two games, which one do you think is more likely, a new Bioshock entry or a new Borderlands? Like, we've already heard Gear, Gearbox working on Borderlands Three. Yeah. But do you think it's going to come that soon? Yeah, they've been. I feel like I remember hearing about Borderlands Three for a while. Um, yeah. For at least two years back, I think they first mentioned it, um, and then just the last couple of months they put, you know, they said at one point Borderlands Three, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's obviously what it is. Um, given that, I think Bioshock, well, it's possible um, that I have the timelines mixed up and they just have been quieter about Bioshock. But I think all signs right now that we, you know, that are visible to us point to Borderlands Three. Yeah, because like if you think about it, Bioshock. If that game is in development, I don't think it's a game that they're going to rush. Whereas with Gearbox, they've had a couple of flops lately. They published Bulletstorm, which I don't think sold that well. They um, they released... What's the the Overwatch clone Battle that did, did too well? Battleborn, yeah. 
That game came out, didn't do hot. Gearbox is an interesting company. They're a company to me that seems to have all this notoriety, and I I personally don't understand it. I've played both Borderlands and Borderlands 2, and I thought they were okay games. Um, they they're they're loot chasers, right? There you the you get the new gun, the new gun, the new gun. The worlds are very empty to me. I don't think the characters are interesting. It, they're just games that rub me the wrong way. Like I'm I really don't like the borderlands games so like when i hearing about borderlands 3 that doesn't get me excited at all like i don't even know what they would have to announce with the borderlands 3 to even get me interested whereas like my heart wants a new bioshock so, you know i just i had like a scenario play out in my head i, I want to share this with you i think it'll be funny so 2k uh is the publisher here right um and then rockstar um gearbox are, are the dev teams um rockstar i could just see like uh, the different de- someone representing each of the developers walks into the 2K boardroom, and one of the the big the big up and the big uh, exec from 2K says to the Gearbox guy, um, "So well, when can we expect uh, you know Borderlands 3 to come out? You you're under contract to get it done by you know whatever March 2018. What how's it looking? Uh, I don't know. It's it's kind of it's coming along. I get real nervous, right? <laughs> yeah. And then just gets like the fist slammed down like." This is no more bullshit. Your game is coming out. I want it done. Like, just you know. And then the big 2K exec turns to the the Rockstar representative. Um, so we're still good for Red Dead 2, uh, fall 2017, right? And the Rockstar representative spits on the floor of the boardroom and looks over <laughs> and says, "No, we're gonna be late." Thinking sometime 2018. In that same attitude, and the 2K exec says, "Yeah, okay, sure, all right." And uh, next on the agenda. I just, yeah, it's like uh, the the food chain is isn't what you'd expect. Rockstar's above the exec on the food chain. I, I know. Um, I just I romanticized that whole thing, but yeah, it's just a funny thing I could think I could see. Another interesting talking point when it comes to the Red Dead Redemption Two delays, people are like, "Well, this game could get delayed a second time," and I do think that's yeah. possible. But it's so right now we have no idea what's coming out next fall. Obviously, we barely know what's coming out this fall. And the only things I can think of are maybe one of the Star Wars games from EA, right? Um, a Call of Duty, obviously, is a guarantee. AC, if it goes year to year. It, it, Red Dead Redemption 2 is tough because it can release in the spring, be completely... It can release anytime, be completely fine. But it's like, as a as us, as gamers, when would we want it? And if next spring is as bad as this spring, and I mean that in a good way, I kind of don't want Red Dead in the spring. I would kind of want it more in the fall. Um, but if it is empty, if it is the normal spring we have, I think it releasing next spring would be great, right? Because it's the springs we're used to where there's not a whole lot of games coming out. You have plenty of time in between big releases. Yeah. This year, I think 2017, we've, we've had topics about it before. Um, that it's yeah. just been a crazy year like for games in general. There's so much. Um, when I try to think about what's due for 2018, I can't really... I mean, now there's Red Dead, but outside of that, I mean, yeah, we'll we'll get Assassin's Creed or Far Cry or Call of Duty, Battlefield, whatever the usual stuff. But so you want to know the know. games that are confirmed for 2018? I have a yeah, list. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's go. Darksiders three. Okay. <laughs> Code Code Vein, which is that sure. the Dark Souls anime game. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Red Dead Redemption two, obviously. Uh, the the System Shock three, which looks really crazy, okay. um, uh, Overkill's The Walking Dead, which is a game that I think can get 
oh, yeah. delayed every year for the rest of my life, it seems like. No. Uh, and then Yakuza 6, which is a pretty big game. People love Yakuza. So there's not too many things. None of those games are going to compete with Red Dead 2. Yeah. But all of them... So Red Dead 2 is the only one that even has, like, spring 2018. The rest of them are just 2018 or in System Shock 3's right. case, it's quarter 2. The, so, the only other... I think the only other uh, maybe maybes you know from other big players that could be 2018 or uh anything from ea right one of those star yeah. wars games uh, bioware's new ip but i think even that they might they said sea of thieves from microsoft i think is a huge yeah. one i could see pushed them or even maybe one of the sony first party games <laughs> one of the but, six of them yeah right I, I would imagine one of them is spring 2018 but nothing the only thing that could hold a candle or like even slightly interfere with red dead is you know, an EA Star Wars game. I just basically Red Dead is gonna is pretty much has twenty eighteen game of the year confirmed. This is I'm, this is the issue too of thinking of thinking about this of not how Red Dead reacts to other games, but think about for instance, we're just gonna play, we're gonna like you said earlier, romanticize it a little bit. Imagine Sony's looking at their their schedule of games and you know, I'm one of the people that believes that maybe one of those games comes out this fall. I have a hard time believing two of them. I have a hard enough time believing one of them. Of the Sony Imagine, games. Yeah, exactly. Imagine yeah. if Days Gone comes out was scheduled to come out next spring. That seems like a spring game to me. Days Gone seems like a game yeah. that would benefit from coming out in that early spring year. If it comes out anywhere close to Red Dead, even though it's not a cowboy game, it's not. It's a zombie game. It being that open world, single player, kind of very though. Yeah, yeah, high fidelity game. Yeah. Man, Red Dead could eat that game alive. Like, yeah. absolutely destroy that game. So then, then Sony's in a situation of like, well, then do we do we just push? Do we just push Days Gone to the fall? But then Rockstar's like, hey, we're actually delaying again until the fall. Like, there's this weird cat and mouse game. Yeah, that's, I don't, because you can't, that's why you can't really try to play that game too much, because yeah. it's just. Yeah, just to release you, it when you need to release it, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's going to be tough, because I really think that one of those Sony exclusives is going to is gonna be next spring. I think one of them ha- has to be. They saw the success with Horizon Zero Dawn. Um it's just going to be interesting which one they kind of already had planned for the spring and now have to deal with the competing with Red Dead, right? So it's going to be interesting to see what their game plan is. On that um, same on that same note, though, if we look at it, um, Sony dropped a new IP in Horizon Zero Dawn three days before a Zelda game. Um, granted, much smaller in- install base for Breath of the Wild than there will be for uh, Red Dead. But And Horizon is selling particularly well. I think the, I think they said yeah. the best... Uh, Sony first-party game sales. I don't know in the first however many months. But isn't that kind of like a controlled situation though? Because Zelda's also an exclusive. So you have an exclusive against an exclusive. Red Dead isn't an exclusive. Yeah, that's why I pointed yeah. out the the install base is drastically different for Red Dead. But it just goes to show that you know you can still do well up next to something like that. It's not like you're completely drowned. I guess if we'll see what Days Gone even is though. I guess, but. Yeah, exactly. Well, and the thing is... So Horizon, much speculation right now. <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn is a phenomenal game, and I think there was markings there from all the... People had their their, their worries, but that game always looked like yeah, a phenomenal we knew experience. Yeah. Days Gone is one of those things that I'm kind of like, ugh. You Hesitant, know? yeah. Yeah, that game could be great, but it also could be, eh, you know? Yeah. So, it's going to be interesting to see how this Red Dead delay kind of affects everything else, but... We're not the people sitting in sitting in the like you said the 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 exec the two K exec. We're not these execs that are like, okay, let's go back to the scheduling board. Okay, so this game's coming on the spring. You know they're gonna have the conversation of, do we move this out of the way? 
Now, you said you can't play that game, and it's correct. Like, if you move it, what if they move it? But you know they're at least having that conversation. You know what I mean? They're, like, flirting with the idea of a what-if scenario, which is pretty interesting and pretty scary, honestly, <laughs> to be the lead of, like, a publisher and have to deal with that because last thing I want to do is compete with Red Dead. Believe yeah. me. Um, yeah, but you... Uh, we'll hop to your topic here. Uh, real quick, the podcast will be a little short this week. We're running a little bit short on time and it's a two-man podcast so we're, down a man, we're probably going to be closer to like a half an hour excuse me than like the normal hour so go ahead Dom what's your topic so um it, it recently came out you know Ubisoft came out and, and laid out their whole roadmap um all at once seemingly saying yeah later 2017 we have an Assassin's Creed game um we also have South Park releasing October uh, 2017 we just had Wildlands come out and now we got did I say Far Cry already? We got a Far Cry coming out <laughs> soon. Yeah. Um, pretty much, they just put them their whole selves out there. You know, this we're Ubisoft. These are our games, <laughs> um, and all expected. You know what? Those are the games that Ubisoft publishes. Um, so it it sort of got me thinking. Like, yeah, those are all good games. I think South Park will stick above. Uh, <laughs> stick of truth above. Anyway. South Park will be a bit better than the rest of theirs, in my opinion. Um, the you know Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, um, even Wildlands, I think fall victim to that same old Ubisoft game kind of thing, um, which j- just got me you know critical of them as a publisher. I, I suppose like, yep, all their games are kind of eh, they're good, right? None of them are particularly great, um, sort of thing, and of course. Immediately after that, I start comparing them to other publishers. So the the question I want to bring up is, I think we've done before, you know, what is your favorite publisher? I want to go a little bit differently and say, if you could only play games from one publisher, which would it be? So this might not be your favorite publisher, right? Um, so uh, otherwise, it would be easy for me to say Nintendo, because I would, like Zelda's far and above my you know favorite franchise of all time but as a publisher i'm gonna look at what else nintendo has i don't know if that's if i had to if that's all i could play if that's what i would pick um not not that there is another good stuff from nintendo but you see where i'm going so this is more you're uh you can bring one publisher's game to your one publisher's games to your desert island uh and that's all you get which would it be so i feel like i was just rambling for a while um i set you up um well let me run through i'll, I'll give you some I don't know, some inspiration, and then I'll let you answer first. So we I just mentioned a bunch of the Ubisoft games. Uh, Nintendo, that's easy. You have your Zelda, your Mario, maybe your Metroids, um, that kind of stuff. Your Fire Emblems, Pokemon. Your EA, your Mass Effects, your Dragon Age, your Star Wars now, um, and your sports games, of course, which could be pretty important for a lot of people. Um, then you have your Square Enix, your Final Fantasy, your Kingdom Hearts, your Tomb Raiders, your Deus Ex, Maybe not Hitman anymore. You're Marvel now. <laughs> shit, yeah. That's a good point. That's a very good point. You're Marvel. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Um, then you have your Bethesda, um, which has become a heavy hitter as of late. Your Fallouts, your Skyrims, rather, your Elder Scrolls, your Prey, now your Wolfenstein, Dishonored, Doom. Um, Evil Within. Like, they have a Evil pretty Within. wide range in the catalog, yeah. Yeah, they've been building uh, pretty steadily here. Then, of course, you have your, your Sony... Um, your Sony first party, your Naughty Dog games, uh, your Gorilla games now with Horizon and whatever else is next, your Ratchet and Clank, 
um, and a bunch of the new stuff that we talk about: Days Gone, Death Stranding, Bloodborne. Bloodborne very good. Well, that is Sony published, published right? by Sony. Yeah, that's true. Um, Days Gone, then your Infamous, your God of War, some of the Sony's older franchises. Um, there's a lot more, obviously, that I didn't mention. Oh, and then your yeah. Microsoft, of course. Um, Which they're I, honestly, I think they're the weakest out of most of them. I love Microsoft, yeah. but they do have. If you're, it's a desert island scenario. They do have the weakest catalog. Yep, and then yeah. you have your Activision, uh, your Call of Duty, Destiny, um, which Activision owns Blizzard, so then you throw in Overwatch and all point. those games yeah. too. Yeah, there's a there's a lot going on that it's hard to sum up and real um, quickly. And then you have so, your smaller publishers, um, THQ Nordic, etc. But yeah, all right, this is in- interesting and it's tough. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go each each one in, by each one and kind of eliminate them. So Ubisoft, Ubisoft has a great array of games, but they do feel samey, and I don't say that. You know, in a bad way. I think Ubisoft games are great when they're spaced out and you play them in yeah. in their own time. And I think that's why one reason why Far Cry Five and Assassin's Creed both aren't coming out this year. If I was a betting man, Far Cry Five comes out next spring. Assassin's yeah, Creed is I this agree. fall. Yeah. And it's because you know you don't want to like playing the Division and then Wildlands back to back. I couldn't see anybody doing that, or I couldn't do that because they're great games on their own, but they're essentially the same game, right? They're very close to each other. So Ubisoft's out for me, though I love Ubisoft. They're out. Microsoft out. I love Microsoft. Weakest catalog. We're talking specifically for this scenario. Then it comes down to honestly, the three that are left for me are EA, Sony, and uh, Nintendo. EA is tough really because yeah, you, yeah. Wait yeah. a minute. Wait a minute. You knocked out Bethesda. See, Bethesda's tough because I love Bethesda. Like not being able to play Elder Scrolls hurts. Not being able to play Fallout hurts. But if I'm looking at the whole catalog. It's it's yeah. I would have to eliminate. I would have to eliminate Bethesda as much as that hurts. There, it's hard because honestly. One other thing. Would... One other thing to consider here also um, is the you know the the legs on the games you're picking. Exactly. So, I I I'm with you on Bethesda. I'd want to knock them out. But then you look at Fallout and Skyrim, and the you know how many hours you can put into those games. Yeah. Oof. And then you're not Tell even saying if we can get mods for them or anything because that's a whole mm-hmm. other story. I, I'd say are... mods are a go. Mods are yeah. included in this. I'm still gonna have to get rid of. I'm still gonna have to get rid of them. Okay. So then it comes down to. Actually, I'm gonna keep them in. I have four <laughs> players right now. Then it comes. They're down still to alive. <laughs> Nintendo. I love Nintendo published games. The problem with Nintendo is they don't have a variety. Splatoon isn't a. It doesn't look like a fun game to me personally. <laughs> so that means that immediately with Nintendo, I'm never getting a shooter that I'll like. Right. And I mean, there might they might come a time when they publish a shooter I like, but like. Just looking at what they have now, there's never gonna. I'm gonna lose shooters for the rest of my life. I'm never gonna be able to play shooters. Though the Mario Karts are great and Zelda Breath of the Wild and all this stuff is fantastic, I'm losing out on shooters, which is one of my favorite game genres. Um, they do do platformers well and stuff like that, but so I'm gonna have to eliminate Nintendo. I think Nintendo has a strong stable. I just think their versatility doesn't help them, and their legs on their games. I think Breath of the Wild is one of the only games that they've come out with recently that has legs. Super Mario Odyssey could also be that, but. Like you just previously stated, they're not Bethesda, right? So then it comes down to EA and Sony. EA, Sony, Bethesda. EA, I like EA. They have the Star Wars games. They have all the sports games. I don't play FIFA. I play Madden every year. Um, They have a good stable. I love Titanfall. I love their shooters. But I don't think that they have enough of the franchises that I truly love. Like, I love Star Wars. But outside of that, I like Titanfall. I don't love it. I like Madden. I don't love it. Whereas I love Elder Scrolls, I, I love Fallout, right? 
So they're automatically eliminated. So then it comes down to Sony and Bethesda. And now you're thinking, Sony, Jerry, you don't even own a PlayStation. Yes. That but, lineup, though. Yes, but if you think about Desert Island, that means that you're giving me a PlayStation, so I don't have to buy one, which is great. You're giving me a superhero game in Spider-Man. You're giving me a post-apocalyptic game in Last of Us. You're giving me adventure games in the Uncharted series. Uh, I get my Dark Souls fix, so I don't have to pick Bandai Namco. I get the you Bloodborne. Bloodborne. Yeah. Um, I get the platformers in uh, Spyro, if that ever comes back, and obviously the Crash Remaster. Like, there's a lot of options with Sony. Exactly. The problem is, I don't think that any of Sony's games are super long and longevity thing. And honestly, I don't think I love any Sony franchise. Because I like Dark Souls more than Bloodborne. Bloodborne's cool and it's great and everything, but everyone always talks about, I like Bloodborne more, it's faster, I like the world more. I don't. I really enjoy the world of Dark Souls way more than the world of Bloodborne. And for me, it's like, well, I'm getting my Dark Souls gameplay, but I'm not really getting the world I want. And if you're telling me I'm going to be able to play any new Wolfenstein, any new Doom game, like I loved Doom, Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Evil Within, like they have a range of games too, and you said I, you can include the mods, Bethesda, man. That's my answer. I'm going Bethesda. Right, I was actually wow. going to eliminate them, and you made a strong yeah. case, and then I, the more I started thinking Shoot. about it, I was like, yeah. It came down to Sony and Bethesda, though, and I think... For me, Bethesda has the franchises that are more care. I care more about, you know? If I'm more excited for the possibility of Elder Scrolls 6 than I am for Last of Us 2. And I'm not saying Last of Us 2 is not going to be a good game. It's going to be a phenomenal game. It's going to be a 10, probably. But for my personal interest, I'm excited to see what Elder Scrolls 6 has to offer, you know? And Fallout 5, so. Yeah, that's good. So, I see you didn't even... You didn't even let Square into the conversation. Square was a player mm. solely for the Marvel games, but outside of that, I don't care about anything else Square does. Like, Final Fantasy is cool, but it's not something I super care about. You want to talk about longe- longevity, though. You have every Final Fantasy game that came out, and each of those That's are like hundred dollars plus. Nah. It's like, oh, bang for your buck. But yeah, for me, Bethesda, dude. Easy. Left out Easy. Left out 2K. No Bioshock. No GTA. Yeah. Mm, I'm still, man, Bethesda. Like... <laughs> I got I gotta go with gotta go with Elder Scrolls and Fallout and all those other like they have a very diverse set of games, um, and like I said they have the shooters. The only thing I'm gonna be missing out on with them is platformers, and that's gonna be the thing that's gonna suck. But none of the other people that are up there have the platformers, so it's like I'm gonna lose platformers either way, you know. So all right, that's good. That's fair. Um, I'm gonna kick it off, so I'm gonna make some of the the same initial cuts. Uh, Ubisoft. Their games are consistently good, sometimes great, um, but that's uh, they kind of have a ceiling because you know what you're going to get, and you get it. Um, but that's that's really all. They don't really do it for me um, in, in, a, you know, in a way that stands out um, as much as I like their games. So they were the first easy cut. Square Enix was an easy cut. Um, I don't even... Final, I've never played a Final Fantasy game. Kingdom Hearts was great. I played the one. Um, you know, Tomb Raider's up is okay, but they don't. It doesn't hold a candle to some of the other companies we're gonna get through here. So, do want to bring up Bandai Namco because they do have Dark Souls, which yep. is a big deal. But that's it. And they have the <laughs> Dragon Ball games, which have a longevity to them. And I love Dragon Ball, so that's cool. But there aren't games I enjoy. Yeah. I'm just throwing in some extra for Bandai Namco. Yeah, and they and now they have this this Code Vein, Code Vein thing, yep. which who knows what that'll be like. Oh. But still, easy cut for me. Uh, and every Pac-Man game ever. 
If you really love that's Pac-Man. a really good point. Shoot, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sure someone would pick them based on that. But yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, 2K is an easy cut for me. Um, never got into GTA. Um, didn't play Red Dead like I mentioned. Um, Bioshock is it's a tough pill, but you you have a disease and you need your medication, so you gotta swallow it. So I say goodbye, Bioshock. Um, Nintendo. Uh, I'm gonna skip Nintendo and I'm gonna move on to EA <laughs> for now. <laughs> yeah. EA is tough, man, because now they got Battlefront and these other two Star Wars games. I love Mass Effect. Dragon Age I never really connected with, but I could. Um, you know, if I'm on that island, I'm sure I'd love some Dragon Age. Battlefield 1, a game you played the demo for and enjoyed. Like, they have that too, you know? If you're on a desert island, it's a game, you know? Yeah, just... It's good. They got some good stuff. If I were into sports games, they might win it for me. Um, yeah. But I don't, I don't really play any sports games anymore, so... If they brought um, back NCAA football, I would pick EA. That's a good point, too. <laughs> I love um, NCAA football. I, I will say, though, if my wife was a part of this conversation, she would pick EA um, real quick. Sims, um, right? Sims, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as despicable as their business model is for Sims, uh, she'd have to pick that. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so now I'm down to Nintendo, Bethesda, and Sony. And I, man, I, I hate to do it. And it, it it's like someone's just reached in my chest and grabbed my heart and is twisting it but i have to eliminate nintendo yeah that means ocarina of time is gone Ugh. but i i just have to do it because yeah i just it's just there's just not enough girth in that catalog for me <laughs> good word, <laughs> word a, of the day. A, yeah that's how i feel it's best described right like yeah they have the single greatest game of all time but that's i don't want to say that's it but for after you, that, like, I'm... is the Legend of Zelda enough on the scale to tip it in Nintendo's favor? And it's not, right? That's my point, and that's why this question is different than what's your favorite publisher. Yeah, you know, because I'm on that desert island, and that's just not enough. Sometimes you got to sacrifice some quality for some quantity, because this is a lifetime on a desert island. Yeah. So that's the strategy I'm going with. Um, so now I'm down to the same two you were down to in Bethesda and Sony. And to me, there's two. There's these are two distinct, different sets of games. So Bethesda, your big RPGs, right? And then yep. your couple other great single-player games with your Prey, Wolfenstein, Dishonored, Doom. Not so much story and narrative intensive with those single-player games, though, right? That's not what they're known well, for. Well, even the RPGs, like really, they're more about exploration and stuff. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Even Fallout and Skyrim have respectable or fallout has respectable um you know storytelling skyrim elder scrolls not so much i would say it's the same as fallout if you're gonna say that fallout has some then they're pretty much the same in terms of storytelling like you get what you what you go for like you know what i mean from an objective yeah from an objective point of view i think they're equal i just personally yeah fallout stuff yeah um so that's kind of that style and then the sony side um I see, you know, pretty much all single-player experiences, all smaller. The biggest is is Horizon right now, which still isn't nearly as big as a Fallout or, or Elder Scrolls, though. But although these games are all smaller, they're much stronger on the narrative side, right, with Naughty Dog and Last of Us um, and yeah. Uncharted, Horizon, presumably Days Gone. Um, 
in some like I think narratively they they you know they hold the advantage there. Plus Here, you you got a couple platformers like you mentioned. Dom, the best thing I would think the best way to describe this I think Sony's catalog is a bookshelf full of books, right? They're individual stories that you can read and they're great stories. But after you read that story, it's up to you if you if you enjoy rereading that book over and over again, right? Whereas Bethesda is a box of Legos and some action figures. <laughs> the box of Legos is Fallout and Skyrim, and then the action figures are the the standalone fun games that aren't super narrative. So it's like, do you value the the bookshelf full of books where you can read the story, but how much value are you going to get out of rereading the same story over and over again? Or do you go for the Lego box and the action figures? And some people might want the bookshelf and just reread the books, you know? Yeah, um, that's a pretty damn good analogy, actually. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, I think narratively, all the Sony games, you know, well above the Bethesda games. But as far as, uh, you know, longevity, I don't know that... I mean, I've played through The Last of Us twice for a total of, you know, 25 hours. Yeah. <laughs> right? I could play just Fallout 4... I spend that much time creating hundreds. my character in right. Fallout and Skyrim, yeah. Just, just Skyrim, you could I could play hundreds of hours and enjoy it. Not enjoy each hour as much as each hour of The Last of Us, but I'm on a desert island. I got time to kill. Plenty of coconuts. Growing exactly. some vegetables, probably. So, I gotta kill time. So, it's a tough call, but I am also with Bethesda. So, yeah. I guess to everyone listening... Thank you for listening to the Bethesda Interest podcast. <laughs> exactly. Well, so. it's it's tough though because like in the specific situation, it's like what I guess a, a part of this question we I think we did get a little hung up too much on the desert island thing because the initial question <laughs> yeah. is if you can only have one publisher and if you're thinking of the future, right? In all, re- we kind of made the worst decision in some aspects because if it's we we're sitting here and we can only pay attention to the Bethesda releases that means we're only getting a new AAA like a big AAA experience every five years and then we get like well, one or two games a year you know yeah that's a good point um we we, we did kind of spend a lot of time looking at it as the catalogs as, also, as they exist now and also not the if you if you pick Sony's catalog hopefully you don't like playing video games in the fall because you're never going to play one in the fall that's you know? a good point yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's when it's starting to get cold, and you're on the island, so you got to start preparing for winter, right? Exactly. I think I think okay, cool. I think we did a pretty good job, though. I think we we picked Bethesda, but I think we made cases for most of them. I think the yeah. weakest one is obviously Microsoft, and then uh, Ubisoft, D- Nintendo, Sony, Bethesda, and EA. You can make a case for any of them depending on your preferences. So it's kind of like just pick and choose what you value. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. And I think that goes back to the conversation everyone's had about E3 is. Just this conversation alone, it shows that Microsoft needs some more stuff, you know, in some capacity. Like, they just need some more stuff for us to be interested in because it's weird that we can sit in a place where we talk more about Bethesda having more things we're interested in than Microsoft. One of the biggest companies in the world, you know, Sony has a crazy catalog, and they're actually not that much older in terms of PlayStation than Xbox. It's like seven years or something. So, um, yeah, I I really hope this is the year where we get to see new stuff from Xbox and stuff for us to get excited about. Because we are getting these new IP from Sony, these Neos, even Bloodborne, and we're not really seeing new new stuff from Xbox. And that's kind of, you know, we're like, let's see another Fable, let's see another Gears, let's see another Halo. I want some new IP. We had that with Scalebound, got, got cancelled, so, yeah. Unfortunately, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Game um, Pass, though, looks cool. Oh, yeah, Game Pass looks great. Um... 
could be a game changer, honestly, especially for GameStop. Um, yeah, I think that was episode 61 for you guys. Next week, you're going to be having a bunch of uh, E3 podcasts. Uh, us and guests are going to be talking about our predictions and what we expect from the conferences. Um, you know, pardon the the audio issues we had at the beginning of the podcast. This was kind of a... a f- a train wreck just deal with it though after e3 they'll be fine oh, we just had some audio issues no biggie and then jordan will be back next week for e3 and then the following week when we wrap up all of the e3 coverage um yeah really quick before we head out what are we going to be playing next week i'm going to be editing all of our e3 stuff so i don't know if i'm going to have <laughs> any time to do anything so i'm not going to guarantee i'm playing anything so it's pretty much it for me uh yeah and it is for me i do want to try to keep playing breath of the wild see what I can do there but here in Michigan we do this thing around Memorial Day and Labor Day weekends called going up north um, <laughs> so that's what I'm going to be doing for a couple of days at least um, the so, mid-year hibernation precisely so, <laughs> yeah. we'll see what I actually end up getting around to but that's the plan some some breath of the wild if I can squeeze her in uh, yeah well this is a part where we kind of self-promote thank you guys for listening if you want to follow us on Twitter for all of the latest updates uh, controlled interest twitter is at ctrlint individually you can follow us on twitter at jared underscore and dom at dom's oreos uh, please subscribe to us on youtube like i say every week even if you don't watch our youtube videos and you just listen on itunes or if you're take it we're at 90 subs we're 10 away from a customer URL, and you wouldn't imagine how much that helps um also a bit a little bit of a sneak peek we're going to be rolling out a new weekly um series I don't want to divulge too much on it, but it's going to be cool. Hopefully we can hit it every week, and I think it's going to be something people enjoy. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. We'll catch you guys next week for E3 and then in episode 62 the week after. So catch you guys next time. Bye.